Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. We take a look at the topic, sex educating your child, as simple as A, B, C. Sex, that three-letter word that seems dreadful for parents to mention to their children. Sex and everything around it is a very sensitive issue. And discussions that pertain to it used to be held among only the elderly. It used to be a no-go area for teenagers and young adults unless they did that in their closet. And for children, the word sex was something they should never hear about. And when out of curiosity, they mistakenly asked questions about childbirth, conception, genitals and sex, parents, older siblings and every elderly person around will jointly scold and shout them down for daring to utter such sacred words. But in modern times, where children, especially young girls, have become somewhat endangered species, given the instances and rising cases of child molestation, teaching children about sex, known as sex education, has become a must for parents. Talking to your kid about sex can be daunting. So I turned to the experts to ask how and when to cover everything from sex and puberty to gender identity and consent. She is an award-winning sexologist and intimacy and relationship coach. She is the CEO of Naturally Made Center and the lead consultant for Secretaries Nigeria, which is a feminine hygiene and intimacy product based in Indonesia. She's a mom of two girls and happily married, trained over 300 women on wellness and sexuality, taught sex education in 18 primary and secondary schools, and she has authored two books, Woman, Sex Was Made For You Too, and How To Sex Educate Your Child. She helps couples enjoy sex in marriage and a private coaching for women with sexual inadequacies or for elevation. She also teaches sexual awareness against sexual child abuse. Let's welcome Jessica Samson, popularly known as Jez Energizer. Hello, Jez. Hi, Gloria. How are you doing today? Such an honor to have you again. Welcome, welcome on board. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Now, first, I think if we understand why, we can talk about the how. If we understand why we should sex educate, then we might talk about how to sex educate. So give us reasons why, as parents, we should talk about sex with our children. Why would parents or why should parents talk about sex to their kids, first of all? It is the child's basic human right to know about it. The same way parenting comes with um, teaching values, you know, taking that child to school, talking about subjects as simple as ABC, um, subjects like math, English, biology. That's the same that goes to teaching sex to the child. The problem is when it comes to parenting and sex, we have this parenting style or the African mentality. We have the style of being authoritarian where we talk about you must do this. Don't know about this. You shouldn't get here. You shouldn't go there. But the truth is these kids, they need to know the same way you want to ask. So is that my dad? Why do I feel this way? What is happening to my body? When they start asking questions, is that easier saying, okay, this is your private part. This is your, you know, body part. This is that part of your organ that you use to urinate. Just basically as easy as that. So if you ask me, the 
maybe you want to give that child every basic knowledge when a child is growing up or maybe that gift to give to a child of life, education, you know, rights to live. But then where you want to be able to sex educate your child because it's as paramount as bringing up a child. But the problem is we also have a conditioning of, you know, having this heavy attachment towards sex in our homes, especially African homes. I mean, when I started talking about sex or why it's important for, you know, parents to talk about sex, it looked like there was something wrong somewhere. But a child is simply asking or a child is simply wanting to know, first of all, kids are curious by nature. Kids are inquisitive by nature. They ask the most, you know, uncomfortable questions or questions, you know, per se, right? So what you want to do as much as possible to answer those questions, those, you know, rhetorical, you know, thoughts they have in their heads. So when we say sex education, a lot of parents might be thinking, oh my goodness, are we talking about pleasure? Are we talking about intimacy when it comes to intercourse and all that? A child simply wants to know about safety, security, you know, lifestyle around, you know, why my body is changing per time or per season. All right? So it is so important because you're just teaching basic knowledge about growing up or grooming a child. Amazing there. All right, then, just let's mm-hmm. move over to when, because I decided to take this uh, conversation with the three W's. Why, when, why, how? All right, so let's okay. move over to when. When exactly is it right to start a sex education? As a matter of fact, is there a right and wrong age to start sex education? Truly, there is no right age to talk about sex education or when. And if you ask me, it is so important that you want to start as soon as the child starts asking questions. And when a child starts asking a question, you're thinking about one year, two years. Okay, so as soon as the child starts identifying their organs, their body parts, how, you know, they know about the smell, you know, they are beginning to be attached to how they feel as a child. Then it's important to start asking. Like I started teaching my kids sex education as early as one year because questions were coming that early. So you want to be able to start teaching, start educating around that, you know, around that age. Okay, for children, it might depend. You might see a child who is not as active, who is not as curious as the other child, all right? But you know that you definitely will have a child at the age of maybe two years, three years, when they start asking this question. And it is the right time to start answering. What I need to just say is you want to be careful how you are teaching the sex or how you are talking about this conversation. First of all, it's a basic knowledge. We're not going to go into something as deep as reproductive health. We're not going to go into something as sensuality, right? You're just talking about basic um, sex knowledge to that child. So we don't have a particular age and time. As soon as the child starts being able to identify body parts, then it's the right time to start talking about sex. Wow. All right, then let's now move over to the crux of the discussion. When it comes to sex education, parents usually have many questions. And the most important of all will be how. How exactly is the process like? How do I start? Just how? So from your expert opinion, how you've been able to teach your girls, how does a parent sex educate? I hear this question a lot, how to sex educate your child. And one of the reasons why I wrote the book, How to Sex Educate Your Child. Now, you want to, first of all, consider what we call age-appropriate manner to teach sex education to your child. We have maybe ages zero to three years. Ages zero to three years will come from a place of wanting to label. You know, a, a lot of kids want to just identify this for me. Okay, can you touch your body parts? Do you know your dress? Do you know your eyes? Do you know your nose? 
You see how easy that is. So if they are able to know all the other parts, you just chip in with ease and lightness to be able to say, okay, now this part is also part of your body parts and you mention it. So at the age of zero to three years, you'll find mostly identification, you know, talking about, you know, body parts, like I said. Then from three years to five years, you start having questions around, mommy, why is this? Because at that point, their curiosity level begins to get a bit, you know, it becomes intense. So you have a lot of question and answer. Then you can start with that. Another way to, you know, set educate your child is coming with storytelling. You could start with having the storytelling with your child. And that works every other time because you want to be able to give them acceptance where they can tell you everything and where you can also tell them all that they need to. Guess what? When we talk about how to, you're not going to be telling your child, maybe an eight-year-old has no business understanding performance in the bedroom, right? A 10-year-old has no business learning sex positions, but a 10-year-old has everything to know. Why is my body reacting the way it's reacting? You want to be able to tell that child about hormones, what happens with uh, puberty, why is my body changing, why do I feel a certain way? You know, you talk about how you have the metabolism changing and all stuff like that. So you see how I've been able to dissect the age and timing where you talk about, you know, sex education. So you would see how the flow comes along between you and your child and work with that flow. Other times, you also want to talk about body autonomy because we have a lot of sexual abuse out there. You want to talk about security. So it can come from a place of wanting to teach your child self-worth and values. And then you talk about sex education. Okay, this is your body. You know, you have a right to your body. You know, you see how easy that was for me. That's how you now teach your sex education. Right now, my kids don't know about pleasure, hormones, talking about dopamine and serotonin. No business around that. But my kids right now, they know how a baby is born because I have a seven-year-old who is going to eight years. So you see, they are different stages. Hmm. Thank you, <laughs> Just now, the thing is, I would like us to break it down. Give examples. Okay. For example, you talked about identification of body parts. Okay. Can you just give sentences parents can use to start? Because we understand identification, we understand autonomy, we understand all of these things, but we need examples okay. so that parents can use these examples when it's time. The conversation can come either from you or from the child. So let's say, for instance, identification, a child starts fiddling with his genitalia or genitals, and then you want to be able to say, do you know what that is? Do you see what, what I just said now? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is, Jeffrey? Oh, Junior, do you know what you're talking? Now you smile because kids also notice your gestures. So you want to smile and ask as easy as that, like you don't even know yourself. So when they say, okay, this is, um, I don't know, you would, you know, reply by saying, okay, this is what this is. You know, I will be teaching this style with a 10-year-old with a, with a 12-year-old because they are basically teens now and then we cannot have a conversation, right? So identification can come from that kind of style. You know, we have parenting style. Some parenting style is totally authoritarian, like I said, but you want to, you know, use a balance of authoritative style. What I do is, a lot of parents just want to be that a cake style of teaching the African style. But I like to say be that a cake style of African parenting and also balance it up with the 21st century parenting where you're teaching with having a conversation. You give them room to also ask to see their level of knowledge. Then you can flow. I don't know if this answers your question correctly. Yes, it does to an extent. Yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, the, the scenario you created has just helped out for the identification process. And I think I also read up that sometimes the 
children ask when it comes to you name the body part exactly what it is don't name exactly. exactly when it comes to the male body parts give it the name it's supposed to have the not name the name, name that the culture gives it or something right am i am let i correct okay. yes let me take another example now you see the mother you know reached out to me i was in distress where she said you know my child said we have been eating apple right and then i was like why are you saying this obviously that she's been telling the child that, okay, this is apple, right? Uh, then it's out. And this child is thinking, and I made a skit around that, you know, just bring out my awareness. When you start telling your child that this is apple, this is banana, this is, you know, you're simply telling this child that this is vegetable. So we might as well eat it. We might as well, you know, have fun with it because vegetables are healthy and vegetables are good. But whereby you tell a child the anatomically correct name for body parts, they are aware, they know this. And you guess what? This is as smart as we think or less than we think, but we don't have this idea. And it was a whole lot of having to recondition the mind of this child that what I'm carrying is no apple because he cannot tell me not to have apple when you already told me my whole life you've been telling me this is apple, but I shouldn't eat apple. Why? Hmm. Do you see the difference? Hmm. So it's just so important to teach this. And let me quickly chip this in so that we don't forget. They are settled to sexuality. Okay, we have a five seconds to um, sexuality. We have the sensuality part. We have the sexualization. We have intimacy, right? We have reproductive health, you know, reproduction, sexual reproduction. And there is a part of sexual identity. And for me, you know, if this is the take home for every one of us, when it comes to sex education for your child, it's basically about sexual identity. They want to know. And it's your duty, it's your job as a parent to give that child the level of knowledge he or she knows. And when they grow older, you can now up, you can now, you know, move further to wanting to explain deeper okay maybe for instance we talk about 18 with 13 and it, it, it seems that that particular child starts feeling some sort of crush you know feelings you know likeness you want to you know have that safe talk okay this is it i'm going to be talking to you about consent i'm going to be talking to you about consequences okay so i won't be talking about consequences to a child who's two year old but you want to release all of this part when it comes to a teenager who is already having feelings for the other um uh, for his mate or a mate mm-hmm. right Wow, well said, Jess. Now, there's a little question on my mind. Talking about getting sex education from other sources aside the parents. I mean, school, friends, and the media at a much earlier age than many parents expect. Before now, not very many schools... Uh, inculcate sex education into their curriculum but with the growing rate of sex escapades everywhere schools are beginning to incorporate sex education into their school curriculum so on your part as an expert would you say that this is a viable means to learn sex or it should just be solely the duty of the parents to teach sex education but I would say that um, sexual education or sex education should come first from the parents, right? But when it comes to the proper upbringing of a child, it's both ways, you know, everything and almost anything actually gives that child attachment. So if the education is coming from the school curriculum, that's perfect. It is also coming from home. But I always say it should start from home because that is where they build trust. That is where they build that foundational issues either it's going to be negative or the you know the outcome of the child or positive and you see when it comes to sexual abuse it starts from the people that we know 90 percent of this sexual abuse that we are talking about 
start from home, come from home. So a child might not have access to the teacher at one year or two years. But you see, the mother or the father or the parent or parents usually have the first, they are the first or they are the best sex education or the best teacher. Even when, like, for instance, when we talk uh, as an educationist, right, you would always fall back to your parent, like, okay, continue the upbringing of a child, even while we do the teaching in school. So it's both sides, but it should begin from home. But I also need to highlight that what most people are teaching when it comes to sexual liberation is not something I totally accept because people are just talking about consent, consent. I shouldn't be telling my child at five years, you can do what you want because I'm talking about body autonomy. That's the way the difference is. I'm going to be talking about abstinence with a clear understanding that if you get involved with this, right, this is what you stand to get or this is what would be the reward. I'm not going to be telling or teaching a child that go ahead and just be what you want to be. You know, you can have partners at 10 years old. You can just be because what people are teaching as sex education, it's not my own style of wanting to teach sex education either, if you understand what I mean. But maybe for the sake of we're just having question and answer and it's just we're kind of limited with time. I wouldn't go further to having more conversation on this. Hmm. I think we need but to... you want to find out, you want to follow up what sexual activity or what sexual education comes to your child even in school. You know, Jess, you mentioned a very important point that caught me just now. You mentioned consent. And I mean, growing up, sadly, for me, that has just been one of the major stresses. That's just been it. My parents telling me that until you're ready, that should be the time you should have sex. So even if a child is ready at 11, then as long as he or she has the consent, he or she can go ahead. So now how do we reorientate people about this, that it's not just about consent. And that doesn't just mean Mm -hmm. that the fact that you're giving consent doesn't mean you should have multiple partners. I think there's a need for reorientation, Jess, but how do we go about it? First of all, I was talking about, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, there has to be a reconditioning first for everyone, for, for every one of us, right? Because we're already acting based on, or, or whatever we deliver right now, is as a result of our earlier attachment. So a lot of parents who are giving education right now are giving education based on how they were given sex education. And now, guess what? A lot of parents want to be the kind of parents who just say, I want to give consent to just be who I want to be. Back to talking about sex educating a child. There are processes, there are ways you want to talk about. And we don't always talk about the truth. We don't always want to talk about, okay, let me put it that way. This can help me. When we talk about sexual freedom, you know, we're not giving license to children to accept frivolity. There's a difference between freedom and frivolity. If that would help make the conversation easier. Okay, now, if you're going to be talking about consent, you're going to be talking consent and consequences. So a mother who is going to, or a father who is going to be talking about, okay, this is a new world, and I would like to talk about consent. Be aware that you're going to also strike the fact that there is consent. So I'm not going to say that it is a sin. God will strike you dead like, the, the, you know, the other parents do that kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. sex education, right? Yeah. But I would not tell you that you're going to, you know, die by fire or, you know, you're going to burn in the lake or, you know. But I would tell you what you, you know, I'll talk about maybe um, infection. I'll talk about STIs, like sexually transmitted infection. You'll be the one to choose that kind of parenting. I would be the authoritative parenting, not the authoritarian type of parenting style which a lot of us are adopting. So I'm going to make a card for you to choose your path. 
because I'm not there when you do the things you do in school. So if I tell you that if you do it, you're going to burn in the lake of fire. When you are in school and you have done something, you have gone ahead to like kiss a boy or you've touched or, you know, you've gone extra mile and there is no fire burning your legs or you the whole time. You might as well now go deeper and you come back home being all things. So what you want to do is talk about consent and talk about consequences. And when we say consent, we're talking about age as well. We're talking about when do you think, because the truth is our body, the body is functioned in such a way, the body is wired in such a way that these feelings are there. No denying the fact that you just want to feel, you know, like you find boys at 13 years, 12 years, they have this weird dream. Sometimes they wake up in the morning and their penetration, there's an erection. So what should you want to tell a child at that point? You want to teach the child explaining everything on the table, like this is what it says. Let's not even put the Bible first over, even if that would be like the, the you know, the, the basis. But yeah, let's just stop because one of the disadvantages we have is religion and culture, whereby a child goes into school and then you see that you said my need. Once I sleep with this girl, I feel better or I do better or I act better. A child might as well just go all the way to be a, just be all that. Do you get what I mean? Mm, I so do, consent And then take consequences. Okay, consent and consequences. I think we get that. Now, just exactly. before we run off, is there an age to stop sex educating your child? There is no age to stop sex educating your child. Let me say that the same way you give birth to a child, you're almost responsible to the child to 18 years. Like that's the normal standard. But you know that feeling that comes even after the child is in the university, you're, you know, building your own life. There is that follow-up from that parent or, you you know, the parent. I still have calls from my parents. How are you doing? How are you following up? But guess what? The conversation grows with time. So now you're like two adults who are sharing, you know, experiences, talking about issues. But it shouldn't be that a parent is the one who gives the judgment how you now rule your life or how you now live your life when it comes to sexual education. Mm. But you want to have this healthy conversation, just like we're having this conversation, you and I. Oh, what do you think about this? Oh, you know, you can have different perspectives as an adult with your parents while you still live. It just, it makes this conversation easier. It's just because in this part of the world, when it comes to sex, it's a taboo. It's a no-go era. It's not something that is acceptable. It's not a social acceptable conversation. But once it starts with you and you see the benefits, you will see how much of good it does to you and your child. And you want to continue on that line. Mm, true, true, Jess, true. Let's talk about your books, Woman, Sex was Made for You Too, and then How to Sex Educate Your Child. Where exactly was the inspiration behind writing these two books? It was from a personal experience. I know that when I wrote the book, Woman Sex Was Made For You, it's just self-explanatory, just the way it is. That's just the message I was passing to women, you know, to wives especially, because as at the time I got married, everybody around me could just tell that, you know, their own definition of sex is okay, mine is just an obligation for my spouse, right? And then I give it to him. And then from my own understanding, I've waited to say, yes, I do. Why should I now relegate sex to just giving my husband. You know, already I like to say that we're in a world patriarchal system where it's almost like a man's world, but I wouldn't want to get into that conversation now. So it has also affected our sexuality where it looks like a woman was meant to be for a man. Where you see women who take aphrodisiac, they're like, can I take aphrodisiac so that he can enjoy it better, you know? 
So my book was coming from a place of enjoyment for you and your husband. Do not wait for him to initiate. It comes from the both of you. And that's the essence why you said yes, I do in the first place because I could do business with you, Gloria. I could do every other thing with you. What I cannot do with you is that commitment of sexuality which has not been like a covenant. So do not limit your covenant or the gift that you have of sex in your marriage. Now, moving to my book, the second book, which I wrote, How to Sex Educate Your Child. You know how growing up, when you hear sex educate your child, they feel like, oh my goodness, this child is bad. You know, it can't come out from you. It was something that we were never given opportunity to learn or to know. And the truth is, everything is out there. In the world where, you know, you can get anything on the internet. And guess what? We are in a worse situation than ever. Right, so it is so important you want to give the sex education, so it doesn't come out from uh, you know social media, it doesn't come to your child from someone else, or maybe school or peer group. I know, let it come from you, it's that important. The same way you call parenting when it comes to what they choose to wear to a party, how they choose to live their life, because sometimes the upbringing of a child is also as an effect or as a function of the parent. So you want to also instill sex and you know sexual identity to that child. And that's the reason why I wrote that book. Beautiful. And of course, because a lot of parents my age, or even more than, you know, just about parents, nobody wants to talk about sex education. And this is something we're looking forward to wanting to know. So why won't you be the one to talk about sex education to your child? Hmm. Beautiful, Jess. I like that. Now, your final words as we run off as regards sex educating your child. Let me say that our sexuality is so deep. We're a sexual being. Sex is as old as history, right? This is not the time to want to, you know, hold on to fasting and praying for that child, for God to give the child, you know, Rema, to know the right thing to do. It is your responsibility as a parent. Don't be the neglected parent who is not talking or don't be the parent who wants to see sin only and all correct before your child, before you start sex educating your child. Sex education should be as easy as biological education, math education, just the same way every other subject is. Make it as easy as you can and you see a world of connection. You see a world of companionship or, you know, a better communication between you and your child. And when you're able to, you know, bridge that gap of silence when it comes to sex, you have just succeeded in winning the heart of your child 100% because just then they will be able to share anything and everything with you. Thank you so much. It's been such an insightful conversation. I mean, I learned a lot and I'm sure somebody listening right now has also learned one or two things to be parents and to the already parents. I guess this is something that we can always learn from. I've been speaking with award-winning intimacy and relationship coach, Jez Energizer, popularly known as Jez Energizer, but she goes by the name Jessica Samson. Thank you for joining me on the show, Jessica. Thank you so much. Now, parenting is a responsibility. And if you're not ready to take up this responsibility, then do not bring the child into the world. Sex education should be as easy as ABC. The rule is, as your child matures and asks more detailed questions, you need to provide more detailed responses. Answer specific questions using correct terminology. Even if you're uncomfortable, forge ahead. Remember... You're setting the stage for open, honest discussions in the years to come. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.